Good afternoon to you. It is Friday, September. Now we're rolling. Good afternoon to you. It's Friday, September 8th at 3.47 p.m. If there was any weird uh, intro there, I apologize. Streaming is not a science for me yet. It is for some of you guys who may podcast, but not for me. Um, hope your week is, is ending well, is under the uh, process of winding down. It is, like I said, it's Friday afternoon, and, and uh, it's a little bit before the end of the workday. Some of you guys have already mailed it in. Uh, you're not doing anything. Um, first of all, I thanked all, say thanks to all the Virginia Tech fans who sounded off this week in the comments section. It's a pleasure having you guys here. I'm sure uh, you've made boiled sports part of your normal uh, pre- and post-game routine uh, before your Bulldogs play. Uh, you're not bad at uh, bad folks at all. Uh, not very good at talking trash, though. Uh, that's that's apparent. Uh, thanks to those of you who, have, who are tuning in live and are tuning on delay alike. <clears throat> Appreciate you being here. Before I dig in too deep, let me thank our sponsors. First off, uh, head over to Homefield Apparel. Enter Boiled23 at checkout. You'll get 15% off on a t-shirt much nicer than the one I'm wearing. This is just a vacation shirt from Hilton Head from one of those surf shops down there. <clears throat> you know, the cheap junk shops. I'll block off the beach, but it fits delightfully. The home field shirts that I've got uh, fit better and are softer than this one. But uh, also, when you're on campus, uh, next week, the Syracuse game, going to be a fun weekend, a late kickoff, an evening kickoff, 7 o'clock, I think. Um, but before the, the late kickoff, head over to our friends uh, at AJ's. AJ's on Vine. Before you go there, you can go to eatajs.com, pre-order, uh, have your food ready right when you walk in the door. Then you can just sit down, start eating, and watch television all in one motion. I don't know exactly how that worked, but you can you can work it out. So um, what I wanted to do, I wanted to look a little bit <clears throat> ahead at the game and talk about the possibilities, the ways Purdue can improve. I think there's a lot of ways to improve without it being a major overhaul or major surgery on the lineup, etc. One thing I haven't looked at yet, um, other than I know there's a lot of rain coming through Blacksburg tomorrow around noon, is I don't know the game time temperature. I think it's going to be pretty warm, but last week the heat definitely played a part in the game, and I think even that can be, Purdue can get better at dealing with that, and I'm going to talk about that today in three pithy um, uh comments, three uh, subject matters, if you will, here in a second. I'll dig into it. First, before I do it, let's talk a little bit about who Virginia Tech is. Virginia Tech is 1-0. They beat Old Dominion last week, uh, what, 36-17. Not No surprises, really. I don't think uh, Old Dominion, I don't think of them as a power. Virginia Tech had a bit of a struggle last year. They were 4-8. and eight. Uh, Their coach, it's a, he's beginning his second year, Brent Pry. You may know that name because he was defensive coordinator at Penn State years ago. So I think Pry and Walters faced each other as defensive coordinators, Illinois versus Penn State, and it was like a six-overtime game. I don't think you'll see that uh, tomorrow for multiple reasons. Obviously, a lot of the moving parts are different. They're not the second fiddle. Um, these, these guys are calling the shots, and then you've got different offensive coordinators, different offensive looks. A lot of things are, are very different from the last time they faced each other. So um, I don't know if there's anything to talk about really there. The biggest thing that uh, Purdue fans might be concerned about, might be looking at, is the fact that it's actually a road game. 
Um, you've got a lot of new moving parts, but even the new moving parts are guys that have played in relatively large atmospheres. You think of a lot of the transfers. Some came from the SEC, others came from Big Ten. You have some smaller um, uh, group of six um, transfers that are starting for Purdue. But there's some promising news out there, too, because it looks like some guys that are injured might be back. Obviously, Musa played last week, but he wasn't up to 100%. Hopefully, he's feeling a little bit better. Um, uh, Kalkenberger, uh, pardon me, is going to be starting, supposedly, I believe. Uh, I believe he's, he's in for the, uh, to start versus Virginia Tech. That'll be a big help to the offensive line. I think he's going to start at center uh, with Hartwig still out. Uh, so it's still not Purdue's starting center, but it's a step up because it's a guy that um, has experience, number one, starting for Purdue. Number two, um, he is a starter caliber guy. Purdue's offensive line did everything they could last week to kind of cobble things together, got down to the fourth string center. Stuff like that matters. And I'm going to talk about that, how um, Purdue can help itself a little bit there too, um, even though injuries and other things are keeping players off the field. So, um, let's look real quickly at these three things, okay? And like I said, I gave them funny um, uh, uh, titles, if you will. Um, each, each category, number one, uh, know thyself. Purdue needs to go into the game, um, and the play calling needs to really be affected by the things that Purdue actually has at hand, not the potential of what they could be when everybody's healthy. For instance... When you've got a center that is a second, third, or fourth string guy, it's going to be tougher to go up the gut. Probably should stop calling uh, dive plays in the A-gap. And so the offense needs to, to make play, put themselves in position, have play calls that show that the offensive line isn't at 100% up the middle. Uh, the strength is going to be on the outside. And you've got guys like Maccabee and even Card who can get on the outside and create havoc for the opposing defense. I hope, I think, Purdue can learn from that and get better. On the other side of the ball, um, on defense, uh, as guys are dropping and uh, struggling with heat, struggling with being tired, you got to change the scheme. Uh, talk a little bit how they can do that here in a second. Second thing, um, get sudsy. And what I mean by that is uh, the, the nickname of Maccabee, of course, is Soap. One of his nicknames, he's got like 15 nicknames. It's pretty awesome. But one of his nicknames is Soap. And I think Purdue just needs to use him more. Uh, Maccabee needs, I'd say, 20 to 25 touches, probably at least uh, 20 times running the ball. Um, and I think it'll make a big difference. The reason I think it makes a difference is because his unorthodox style is tough to stay in front of. You saw it. He had a couple of runs, especially at the end of the game, where he simply was able to get out of the position where an easy tackle could have been made because uh, his, his legs are going all directions and he's an unusual guy to face. Virginia Tech hasn't faced him, of course. They don't, I mean, I think he's a guy that's going to be tough to face regardless if you played him once or ten times. But especially for a team that's never played him, his running style is odd, and he's pretty relentless. His motor is high. He's just got to get more looks. And I, I know that Coach Walters worries or is concerned about he's not being the biggest back. I still think you got to get him his carries, and he's got to be the highest priority in the offense for me right now. Um, and another thing related Card needs to tuck the ball and run a little bit more, too. Uh, finally, the third thing I think they can do to, um, to get better is, let's call it a positive spin. What, they, what I'm looking at here is the rotations have to keep guys fresh. And if Purdue can do a better job rotating, not just riding the horses that started the game, um, they'll be in a much better position at the end of the game. 
defensive backs and D-linemen specifically were very gassed at the end of last week. It showed, especially on that last drive, Purdue was not able to make plays. They needed to make plays. It didn't feel like the defense was going to be able to get off the field once again, um, which was an ongoing theme last Saturday. And if they can rotate and use some of their strength, I think they can – I know they can play better, if not walk away with a victory. Um, I picked Purdue to win last week. I was wrong. I always admit when I'm wrong this week. I think Purdue has a pretty good chance again. I am picking, picking Purdue to come ahead. You take that for what it's worth. Either it's a moron doing the same thing twice, or it's um, confidence in what I think the potential of this team is. I think as a fan, you could see there's reason to be confident, and if you want to focus on the negative, you can say there's reason to say um, things aren't as bright and rosy as you were hoping right out of the shoot. The one thing I don't think you should do as a Purdue fan, I, and I stressed this last time, is jump ship. I just don't get it at all. And um, I, I kind of exhausted the reasons for that last week, both in the post game and then in the handsome hour. So I'm not going to hit on it again, but I will say I think it's a bit foolish, if not completely foolish, to at all be judging the entire Ryan Walters era by just one game, let alone two games, let alone, I'll, I'll even go further. Uh, this season is a transitional year. Let the guys get in place. And I mean everybody from the, the, the players to the coaches, let everybody understand their roles. And sometimes there's some rocky patches when you have a new coaching staff and new players and new roles doing their thing. There's going to be a transitional period. Plus, if you listen to Ryan Walters talk during pressers, not in the post-game uh, press conference after uh, the Fresno State game, but also in his weekly comments in the, um, uh, the, the presser with, uh, with the media, uh, which was Tuesday this this week, not Monday, like it usually is. And then even the Ryan Walters show, one thing I took away over and over is that he kept saying we were a little surprised by that. I think that that comes from a young coaching staff, but I'd like to hear them not being as surprised. And hopefully, how that comes of uh, how that comes about is doing a little more a little more homework. Uh, I think it's pretty simple. I think they thought. They would be able to run the ball more effectively against Fresno State's front. I think that's one big thing that they miscalculated. And then they didn't make the adjustments soon enough in the way they were running. And that's, that was what my point number one is for the three ways, three things to improve for this game. So part of that's the, uh, the beauty of youth, um, but Purdue has some growing up to do and some changes that need to be made. Some of you guys are here live. I want to talk to you a little bit. Thanks for tuning in. Ted Berkey. Um, uh, what is a hokey anyway? It's a, it's a turkey. I believe it's a fighting turkey. Um, a strong, muscular fighting turkey. Um, and I think actually wild turkeys, wild, wild hokies, I think are found in Virginia and other places. In Massachusetts, there were turkeys everywhere. Um, it, just not far off the beaten path when I lived out there. I assume it's the same in Virginia. Uh, ben Carnans here, boiler up, hammer down. Uh, Mohol 93, I believe. Yep, he's uh, about to start the drive to Virginia Tech. He's not the only one. Our buddy Dylan and his pals um, are, are all going to Virginia Tech. And Jay Money and Anish are going along with some family members. That's a lot of fun. I look forward to hearing their report from uh, on the ground in Blacksburg. That'll be very cool. Pardon me. <coughs> um, Todd Singer says, go Boilers, beat the Gobblers. Uh, Mohill, 93, 70s. There we go. Oh, he's talking about the temperature. Um, the temperature is going to be in the 70s. That's awesome. Um, pardon me, my, my uh, mouth is dry. <coughs> um, let's see. 
Rose Adams says boiler up, hammer down, uh, Boilermaker 63. Um, talking about uh, Mohill taking the trip. Um, I think you're going to see a very, very good crowd. It's going to be a good test because they're loud. They have very good fans um, in the best possible way. I mean, they're, they're loud, they're lawyer, loyal, um, they're good fans, and I think it'll be good for Purdue. I don't think these are the nastiest fans. I don't think it's like you're going to be dealing with um, pick a fan base, Wisconsin. Uh, I don't think you're dealing with that. But I do think they're loud. I do think they will all be there in their seats when the game starts. Um, they're, uh, this is a good fan base, so this will be a good test for Purdue on the road. Uh, Zachary Young says, uh, yeah, Zachary Young says, I think if you're, it's pretty fair to say if you're here right now watching this, you aren't ever jumping ship. I think that's probably true. I think we attract a certain type. I like to think we do anyway, Zachary. And um, I can call you Zach if that's okay. Um, I do think that, if you're here, uh, you are a diehard, and you've been through. You're, you may be a little sarcastic at this point. You may be. Um, some would call you a touch jaded. In fact, one of the one of the comments was hilarious from the handsome hour. When one guy said, "Does this Jay Money guy is he um, is he uh, ever happy?" Jay's a very happy guy. Okay, happy go lucky. Even um, I wouldn't say that honestly, but uh, happy guy. And uh, he's he's let's say as as a tempered look. At Purdue Sports from years of being a Purdue fan. It's that simple. Uh, Ancient Astronaut says, uh, I need a boiler football win. Uh, needs my need my fix. I'm with you there. Um, I think regardless of when the first win comes, which, um, I, I, I like I said, I think it'll be this week, but I think all the Purdue fans are looking forward to celebrating with this new coaching staff, seeing some seeing some more things to cheer for. I mean, we saw a couple things last week, but I don't think we really saw a team that was ever in tremendous rhythm. Big play ability is here for this team. I, I think Purdue's going to hang their hat on that this year. Uh, the speed on the outside is a thing that other teams are going to have to contend with, but I'd like to see them put together a really, really consistent offensive uh, drive a couple of those because we didn't see a whole bunch of that last week. Um, let's see. Uh, Mohill93 talks about his experience uh, with Sparty fans being the worst. Not for me. I've been in um, I've been in East Lansing a couple times for games. Not the worst for me. Uh, I've never been to Wisconsin. My stories that I've heard from friends at Wisconsin are pretty gnarly. Uh, I'm trying to think of the worst. The worst place I've ever been is Notre Dame, but I, it was a bad thing because I was in the student section long time ago. It's probably not even a fair take, but I had a bad experience there. Um, Ohio State fans are pretty bad. Uh, there's, there's, depending on the se section you can be in, Ohio State fans are, are pretty rough because you have a lot of people that aren't alums. It's that simple to me. When you have a large contingent of Subway alums, you know, the people that are there just to absolutely see, win absolutely see winning at all costs and not alums, not affected by the university directly, not connected to that group. I think you get a different uh, result. You get a different group of people. Um, so Ohio State fans, Penn State fans were actually delightful when I've been there. Michigan fans weren't bad at all. Um, Northwestern fans, I don't know if there are any there. At the multiple times I've been to Evanston, IU fans, they're IU fans. Uh, and they're not the bad ones because the basketball fans are the bad ones. The football fans are pretty awesome. They're diehards. If they're doing that, they've been through the ringer just like you have. So you can relate with them. Illinois fans, they were weird. Um, but they, they weren't bad. Um, I'm trying to think of another place I've been. But I've been to a lot of games. Um, so those are my quick synopsis of what I've seen. Um, but I think the funny thing is it depends on where you sit, 
who you're sitting by, right? It really changes the the tenor of uh, of your opinion, uh, what you think of that fan base, and it may not always be the the fairest way to do it. Um, for instance, Oregon State fans, I I bet they're a pretty good fan base, and I had a couple Oregon State fans behind me last year in Ross Aid that made me want to punch them in the face, um, and. Um, they were bad examples, as they say. You know, like if you're going to manufacture a good, you just got a bad version of that thing. It happens sometimes with quality control. And maybe just got one that spun out of the factory wrong. Off, uh, Let's see, Dick Stillwagon says, Dick in the house, uh, but I have to watch later. Uh, busy cooking. It's early to cook. 4.04 p.m., already cooking. I hope you're making me some pie, Dick. Um, let's see... Uh, yeah, Mohel93 says he was in the student section at Assembly Hall this year. Now, that's that's going to be bad. Uh, that IU student section is going to be, in Assembly Hall, is going to be horrendous. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And IU student section in football, actually, I sat there one time, again, as a Purdue student. It's a bad experience. It's a different experience. When you're a student in another student section, even if with if you're with your pal, that is a that's a different thing. So... I think you got to take that with a grain of salt, but I think I use student section. I don't think anybody is going to be welcome there, and that's a tough, tough brand of people. So that's about it. All right, guys, I've been on for 17 minutes talking about nothing. I do appreciate you tuning in. Uh, let me know your comments below or on X, Twitter, however you, however you like to interact with us uh, here at Boiled Sports. Thanks to all our Fresno State fans who are still here, I'm, I'm sure. And um, uh, have a great day. Hammer down. God bless you. Let's go, Boilers. Get, uh, get the first win and prove to 1-0. See you uh, tomorrow after the game sometime. I'm going to have a delay in my postgame. Just heads up because I've got some other things going on. Uh, but I will have a postgame probably towards the evening. And I hope to see you there. See you.